Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Dave Glover Show with Dave, Rachel, and Kevin. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet. The flooring experts. I got floor.com. Five on KMOX on a Friday. Hate to break it to you, just stuck with me. <laughs> Not just for 2024, but for today as well. Kevin Wheeler, I am serving as DGS today. Uh, Rachel, Andrew, Dave, all out. They'll be back on the second. I'll be back here on the second as well. And then uh, next Tuesday, uh, I will be balanced out by the presence of everyone else. Uh, today, just me, although that's not really true. Um, Rachel and Andrew are going to join me in the 3 o'clock hour. We're going to do some kind of year-in-review type conversation. So we'll have that coming your way. Uh, Chet Plieben's going to join us. Dave Murray is going to join us. Matt Pauly is going to join us. And I don't know why I keep saying us, because it's me. I don't know why. Maybe I've been watching The Crown too much when they all refer to themselves as the royal we. I don't know. I don't know. I hate them, so I'm going to stop doing that. We've got a lot to do today, and obviously we're going to treat this for what it is. I mean, it's it's the end-of-the-year show. It's the final DGS of the year. Uh, and I just, I thought, you know, instead of getting to, oh, I forgot to mention Michael Calhoun's going to join us coming up at 1.30 as well. So um, we're going to talk to Michael about the biggest 20 stories in, in St. Louis, some of the biggest local stories in 2023. Uh, but we're going to kind of make that a theme across the show. It's not only just remembering everything that happened and talking about some of the key things. And I'm going to have a focus on science because, you know, Dave and I nerd out about that stuff. And when you kind of collectively look at it at the end of the year, it's pretty amazing. I'm going to do actually do some of that in the next segment because, you know, we do it as it happens. And we talk about discoveries in space or archaeological discoveries. And then when you kind of look at it in whole, 2023 was a – we found out a lot in 2023. Um, and it's going to be that type of perspective more than just here are the events that happened and here's what they all mean. Uh, but we're going to have a lot of fun in that regard today. So we'll look at the top local stories with Michael Calhoun, Chet Pleban. Uh, we'll kind of recap – you know, the, the the year in politics, in the law, obviously a lot happening with relation to the courts. Uh, we've had two other court rulings here in the last couple of days we haven't had a chance to get to. We'll touch on those with Chet at 2 o'clock related to the presidential election. So Michigan 
Supreme Court uh, ruled, or I, I, I think it was the Supreme Court, but in Michigan they ruled that uh, Donald Trump will remain on the ballot. In Maine, they removed him from the ballot like Colorado had, so obviously this is all going to be uh, heading to the Supreme Court at some point in 2024. So we'll get a look ahead to that and a look back at what we've seen this year with Chad a little bit later on. Um, so I want to start with, I don't want to, I don't want to call it a lesson, but just kind of an, a, a broad based thought. Cause to me, one of the overarching themes of 2023 was the difficulty we have in sorting through information. And I want to tie this into 2024 because I'm going to tell you 2024 is going to be one of the hardest years in our memory, and surely in mine, and I'm 52 years old, when it comes from comes to deciphering fact from fiction, reality from misinformation. It's getting harder, man. I mean, we talked about this yesterday a little bit with regard to Twitter, but it's it's really hard to take anything on Twitter at face value anymore. And not that you ever really should, I mean, we all have the ability to look things up, but nobody does. I mean, we're we're such a headline culture. You'll see a headline and like, well, I have decided what I think about that story in its entirety. And I've got one of those a little bit later on for the sh- later on in the show uh, about Chick Fil A. There's the headline, and then there's the reality, and they are not the same thing. But the headline gets your attention, and that to me is one of the overarching themes of 2023, and it really covers the gamut. It covers a lot of different things, a lot of different areas, but it's one theme, and that theme is saying things just to get attention. Nobody cares if it's true. It doesn't have to be true. It doesn't matter, and I, and I actually experienced this this morning, which is why I kind of, I'm kind of opening up with it. I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds as to what it was, and I'm certainly not going to tell you um, who sent me this this thing that I'm going to talk about because it's a really close friend. And while none of you know him, doesn't live in St. Louis, he's not a St. Louis and somebody I've known for a long time, I don't need to put it on that. It's not about that. It's about what the thing is. So you know how people do things, right? Everybody's got the the family member that – forwards the email to everybody that's got, you know, the 72-point purple font. And there's always this, I bet you didn't know this. And here are these facts. And then when you look them up a little, just for a couple seconds, you realize, okay, that's BS. That's not real. That's not right. That's inaccurate. Well, one of my buddies texted a group of us this morning some statistics. Um, And they were related to crime rates and things along those lines. And I looked at them and I'm like, Yeah, those don't seem right. (laughs) In fact, they seem really wrong, like way wrong. So I took 30 seconds because I'm that guy. I am definitely the fact checker guy in my friends group and in my family. And I'm sure it irritates people, but whatever. Don't send BS to me. But it took me 30 seconds to search out the actual numbers from the FBI, because these were crime numbers. And the other numbers that were posted, of course, it was a graphic copied and pasted from Twitter without attribution, with no source listed on the graphic, just a graphic that anybody could make up. And if you read just that graphic, you would think, you would think that something is true that is not even close to true. And by the way, not even, not only not close, 
the polar opposite of what those numbers say. So in in 30 seconds of fact checking, I found this thing to be complete BS. And it's it's BS to the point where it's not a mistake. It's intentional. It's intentionally misleading. And this is why I want to talk about this today, the, the last DGS of 2023. Because it's going to get tougher in 2024 to discern fact from fiction. Because AI is only going to make it more difficult the more it's available to the public. And I'm not talking about self-aware AI that's going to be making decisions and figuring out cancer. And I'm talking about the available technologies for creating pictures that look real that are not, for creating a story in the voice of a particular author that is fake. It's not real. I'm talking about AI that can imitate your voice and my voice or your children's voice. There's, there's a scam that's been happening, and it's just in its infancy, but it's been happening where people are getting phone calls from a child, like an adult child, saying, I've been arrested. I need you to wire me the bail money. Um, here's how you do it. And it's a scam. It's not, your, it's not your child's voice. It's AI that's imitating your child's voice. And it's to the point where I have thought about, and I probably will do this, I'll probably create some kind of code word within my family to make sure that they're real. It'll be like, okay, if this is my kid, tell me our word. What's our word? Or what's our phrase? Or what, I mean, like it's, it's getting to the point where you have to have some kind of backup to where you're not going to just get sucked in. Because what are you going to do when you get a call from your child at 2 o'clock in the morning saying they're in jail and they need to be bailed out? Well, certainly, by the way, you... <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm going to let my kids spend the night in jail before I'm going to wire money at 2 a.m. Because I know the courts aren't open. You know, that you got to do that stuff in the daytime. But the point is that people are being taken advantage of and it's being tougher. It's getting tougher to figure it out. There's only one real way to combat that. And that is to start applying filters. So using the example of my buddy, my buddy is a great guy. He's super smart. He's not an idiot, but he saw something that seemed and felt real to him and forwarded it as if it was real, but it's not. It was it was intentional misinformation. Why do people put that out there? Well, why do you think they do? Well, they have a purpose of some kind. Sometimes that purpose is just evil and terrible and awful, right? They want to deceive people into believing something so that they can change people's behaviors. You know what, though? A lot of times because and look, I I complain a lot about Elon Musk um, and for good reason, because he created an environment where this is only going to get worse because he's incentivizing people to do nothing but make you angry. And here's what I mean. If you understand how people can actually make money on Twitter, and I don't mean by advertising a product and selling it, I'm talking about make money by tweeting. It's all about engagement. It's all about the number of reactions you get, the number of replies, retweets, quote tweets, interactions, right? What's the number one thing that will motivate people to interact in so on social media? Do you guys know what the number one thing is? Anger. Anger. 
So people will in, will put things out that they know are not true because they know that it's going to get a reaction. And that reaction is going to make them money. People are literally profiting off of just making people mad. And think about how this works, right? You put out a tweet. It can be anything. You could put out a tweet about politics, about race relations, about anything. And as long as it makes people angry, you're going to get money for it. Because what's going to, and by the way, I shouldn't say angry, angry enough to interact. So there's two sides to this, and this is where you double up. The people that agree with the terrible thing that you lied about and put out there, they're mad about that thing, and they're going to amplify it because they want everybody to know about this horrible thing that I've always thought was horrible, and here's something that backs me up. So you got the amplifiers. You've got the people that agree with the lie, with the, 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 the disinformation. I don't even want to say misinformation. Disinformation. The intentional twisting of information for these purposes and for others, too. But I'm only talking about what you'll see specifically on Twitter because this is a place where a lot of people get that type of information. And that's what amplifies it. And by the way, then that spreads to other forms of of social media. So you get that first wave, which is the people that, again, let's just say it's politics. I'm not going to get into which side of the political aisle it's coming from, but somebody puts out a political tweet. It's outrageous. It's infuriating. It's angering about your opponent. Well, the people that agree with you, they're going to be like retweet, reply, quote, tweet. Yay. See, see, this is what I've been saying. They amplify it. Then you get the opponents amplifying it because they need to answer it. This isn't true. This is a lie. This person's wrong. They're making it up. And all of that can lead to the person who put out the original message getting paid. They're getting paid for the amount of reaction. And we all need to be aware of this because it's largely the reason why a lot of accounts exist. And I have, I have seen this quite a bit on both sides of the political spectrum on Twitter. There are people that do this all the time because their goal is engagement. It is entirely about getting you to bite. I mean, they're fishermen. They know people are going to bite. And you know, you know why people are going to bite? Because people like being angry. Or they are angry and they like confirmation that their anger is justified. And that's what happened with my buddy today, who is a, I mean, again, this is a really smart, successful guy. If I told you what he did for a living, and if I told you the level at which he does what he does, you'd be like, why would he get fooled by this? Because these were crime statistics that were, that were just completely false. They were absolutely faked, intentionally flipped on their heads to make something look worse than it really was. And my buddy, who's super smart, and by the way, also an incredibly good guy. He's not on Twitter. He doesn't, even, he doesn't tweet. He's not one of the engagement monsters. He just fell for it. He fell for it because it felt right to him based on his experiences. And, of course, I'm the jerk that points that out. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the jerk that crashes the party and be like, yeah, that's all bull crap. That's not real. You should look it up. And, and that's kind of my bigger point for all this. I'm telling you this 
And we're going to talk about it a lot on DGS in, in 2024 because it's going to be a huge part of what happens, especially in an election year, an election year where we might have the Supreme Court involved, an election year where you're going to have anger and venom being spewed all over the place. Be very careful about what you believe when you see it on Facebook, on Twitter, on TikTok, anywhere, and do yourself a favor. Spend the 30 seconds or 60 seconds or two minutes to do a little search to see if you can find it from a reputable source. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. For everything online, it's odyssey.com. Download the Odyssey app and listen to the Dave Glover Show and all the news, talk, sports, and podcasts that move you. Odyssey, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Friday on DGS, last show of the year for us. I, I, I did it again. I, st- I'm do- I said us again. It's me. I'm the only one here today. Dave and Rach and Andrew will be back on Tuesday. And actually, you're going to hear from uh, Rachel and Andrew later on. Uh, our three o'clock hour today is going to be the three of us kicking things around from the past year. Uh, mostly just fun. It's not going to be anything real serious. We'll just do DGS type stuff in the three o'clock hour. So it'll be me and Rachel and Andrew in that hour. Matt Pauly is going to join me for the four o'clock hour. We'll look at some of the biggest sports stories, uh, especially we'll focus on local we'll focus on the Cardinals, uh, the blues, uh, the, the, the first year for city. What a year. Not bad, huh? Expansion year like that. So we'll focus on, uh, you know, the year in sports with Matt Pauly and I'll probably look ahead and do some other things too, but that, that'll be kind of the beginning focus when Matt joins me. Chet Plebin's going to join us at two o'clock. We'll talk about uh, kind of the presidential legal <laughs> stories. It's been, it's going to be interesting. It's already been an interesting year in that regard in 2023. 2024 is only going to be crazier. Uh, and we'll kind of get a wrap up on all of that with Chet, Dave Murray at 2.30 for the weather and for some other things. In fact, I'm going to drop a couple of these science stories on, on Dave Murray coming up a little later on. And as you guys know, if you listen regularly to DGS, Dave and I uh, nerd out about these cool science things, whether it's space or, you know, 
cryptids or archaeological discoveries. And, you know, I, I feel like every month or so we've had a story where all of us go, wait a minute, what are you saying? We did what? We found what? And I, I just went through a list. This is just a partial list of some of the things that we talked about this year that were discovered through the scientific method in 2023. So remember the cave of bones, right? So the rele- the release of that information was here. We talked to one of the the anthropologists from, uh, I believe, from the University of Illinois who was working on the dig. It's a it, cave of bones is in South Africa, um, and it is what you think. It is a cave. And you have to kind of do some really interesting maneuvering through some difficult, tight spaces. And at the end of this cave, there's a cavern. There's a space that appears to be a burial ground where there are lots of bones, hence cave of bones. There are also like graves, like the things that look like how we would traditionally bury bodies in a ceremonial way. Well, the cave of bones dates back before human beings. These were non-human hominids burying their dead and we didn't think anybody did that it's like almost 500,000 years ago that this was happening we found that out in 2023 this is more recent we talked we talked about this uh within the last month or so but scientists found structures made of wood that had been cut out placed shaped maneuvered into place clearly fabricated wood structure from 476,000 years ago. Again, before Homo sapiens existed. So non-humans were using tools to shape wood half a million years ago. We didn't know that until this year. We also had NASA retrieve samples from an asteroid while it was traveling through space. Not an asteroid that went through our atmosphere and pieces of it landed in places. No, no, they went out to space and they they got on to they got on to the asteroid Bennu and brought back samples. That happened in 2023. Obviously, artificial intelligence was made available to the public in 2023. We've got all kinds of never before seen images of our universe from the James Webb telescope. Fusion was repeated in a lab. That story is just in the last few weeks. That they were able to repeat the process and get more energy out of the process than they had to put into it, which is a major breakthrough. If they can find a way to scale up fusion, that solves almost every energy problem on planet Earth. Pretty quickly, too. Physicists in 2023 teleported quantum energy in the lab teleported, not moved, not picked up and took to another place, teleported energy in a lab. Astronomers discovered ripples in the fabric of space-time. <laughs> what? It's like science fiction. Some of the things that happened in 2023 are, are pretty brilliant. Um, and we talked about this. I think Dave, Dave brought this up a little while back. Uh, but there was... Uh, A brain decoder was created that can interpret human thought. You can plug it into your head, and actually it's not plugging in. That's a a really odd description, but you can put sensors on your brain, and this decoder can read your brain waves and interpret those thoughts into words. Oh, yeah, by the way, we found 5,000 new marine species in just one place, hundreds more species on land, 
800 new species of wasps this year alone. It's a busy year in science. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's DGS on a Friday, the last show of 2023. No Dave, no Rach, no Andrew. Although Rach and Andrew are going to join me at 3 o'clock. We'll talk for a few segments uh, about some end-of-year type stuff. Uh, Michael Calhoun in from the newsroom to do just that. What's going on, Michael? Hey, good Friday to you. Uh, yeah. Happy it's Friday. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's definitely a TGIF kind of day right now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Isn't technology wonderful? Inside joke. Um I want to. I, I wanted to ask you. We we're going to talk for a few minutes about some of the biggest stories, like local stories in St. Louis in 2023. But I know you're also a big science guy, mm. and I just ran through a list of things that were discovered this year, things yeah, that I, happened this year, and it's amazing. You made a bzz sound after you talked about the wasps too. I know, didn't I? But 815 new wasps. Now I don't really care about that, but just the overall theme is to me, and this is what I wanted to run by you is it is amazing how much people we all think we know. And yet we find out new things every year. I mean, we found 5,000 new Marine species in one place in the Clipperton fracture zone this year in one place, 5,000 things we had never seen before. Imagine if we were on like Mars. I know. And searching. I know what we would find. We're trying to get there. Did you see, uh, the SpaceX launch yesterday? No, no, but I'm thinking of the latest For All Mankind episode on oh, Apple TV. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. 
Is it good? The, the show? I, I don't know. I don't. I think I saw the first season. I don't think I've seen. Since. Oh, it's great. It's getting good. It's staying good. It's good. All yeah, right, it starts a little up. slow. Yeah, but it picks up. All right, I'm gonna get back onto it then. Um, no, but th- there was a SpaceX launch yesterday, but it had uh, a military craft on it. It is an unmanned space plane, and it's going to be orbiting the Earth, and it's going to be doing experiments um, on like radiation exposure to seeds and all kinds of things. That are things that we need to find out about if we're going to do manned missions into deep space. Wasn't there a military space shuttle? A lot smaller. At the same time, we had the yes. space shuttle the whole world knew about. The, right. We always had the, the civilian secret one. space shuttle. Yeah. This is kind of like that, except not secret. Um, it, it's it's I forget the name of it. It's a new it's it's a new uh, version of that, I think. But it's unmanned, though. So it's just essentially it's just a drone in space. But it's got all this technology, and it's going to take all of these measurements and the impact of radiation on seeds and and a million other things. And it also apparently has, like, the ability to hide itself from detection while in orbit. Oh, okay. So it's an so interesting So we're going thing. from how do we feed ourselves in space to how do we hide <laughs> ourselves in space. It's got a lot of things on the it's list. It's got the breath, I guess, right there. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm always amazed by the things we find out. We've been finding out, you know, the, the date that humans or human-like species did certain things has been pushed back every year so like we we didn't think that people used fire to cook food until more recently we found out it was happening almost a hundred thousand years ago hmm. um you know we found non-human species that buried the dead we didn't think that existed um so it's like it's it's just fascinating to me all it'd be is. boring if we didn't find out new stuff or if stuff didn't change that we had to learn to keep up with <laughs> that's a really good point all right, uh, locally, anything stand out to you? I mean, obviously, we had it's a, every year is a busy year. Yeah. Um, anything that stands out to you is kind of like the top two or three things that caught your attention in the local news this year. Oh, um, I mean, obviously, we had the prosecutor's office and the change there, which was a big deal. The Kim Gardner to Gabe yep. Gore yep. transition, uh, where everybody in the state took uh, took notice of that, and then you also had uh, some arranging around that with uh, progressives taking control of the board of aldermen. Yeah, um, you had Roe versus Wade. You've got the debate in Missouri about abortion rights and yep. multiple, including Republican efforts to uh, get uh, petitioned uh, signatures to get a ballot initiative to. Um, to change those parameters. Illinois had a lot of debate when it comes to both um, changing cash bail. Oh, okay. And then also the assault weapons ban. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you already have an assault weapon, you have to register it then. And that's gone through the courts and it, we're, we're nearing the new year. It, so it'll go into place in January. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And again, it's uh, it's a ban for new purchases. It's a registration for those who already have it. A lot of business news. We had the founder of ring move a company, a tech yeah. company to St. Louis yeah. Emerson, we had a little bit of, you remember Amazon HQ2? <laughs> we had a little bit of that with Emerson saying, we might move elsewhere. And right. then they looked at buying National Instruments, which is based in Austin. Mm-hmm. People were like, well, they'll probably just move to Austin then. But Emerson decided to stay in Clayton. They spun off a new company that makes digital thermostats and uh, HVAC equipment. That's uh, a new St. Louis-based company. Marijuana was legalized. Almost a billion dollars in sales from that. So just that's, the first year? Just the first year. That's an industry that's gone from not zero because there was medicinal um, but, right, right, right. But to a billion dollars uh, in sales. And, uh, you know, we could talk about uh, the downtowns from downtown St. Louis to downtown Chesterfield, mm-hmm. which is coming together. That's right. You're right. With the with the old Chesterfield Mall site. Yeah. Yep. And the district in Chesterfield. Just oh, the, the district from there. Is, I'm not too far from there. It's it's hopping, man. I mean, it's there are all kinds of businesses sprouting. I mean, you know, the factory is there, but you've mm-hmm. also got Topgolf and tons of restaurants and shopping and everything else. Uh, that area is really built up really, really builds up. I'm fascinated, too, Michael, by 
some of the things that you know that also didn't happen. Like we didn't we didn't legalize sports betting, which all the states around us have. We we've legalized marijuana, and you see right there a billion dollars in taxable sales, and probably going to continue to go up as the infrastructure builds up and as people get used to doing it, and you know new people pop in. And again, a kind of a wasted opportunity in that same regard when it comes to sports betting, which is interesting. The different approaches there. Marijuana was not done by the legislature, right? Definitely not done by the legislature. That was an initiative petition, changed the constitution. By the way, there's an effort in Jefferson city or uh, some rumors that folks want to refile bills to um, change how you can get stuff on the ballot, make it more difficult. Oh, of Um, course. But so marijuana went through that petition process Everybody's just been relying on the legislators to get it done for sports betting, and they haven't. That no. could be a story out of out of St. Louis and Jefferson City, where each party has such control of the Board of Aldermen or the State yeah. House, <laughs> and yet there's there could be a lot of infighting that happens. Yep. And some things that you think, well, that'd be easy to get done, don't get done. Yeah, you would think that certain things that, you know, I mean, we, we talked about it here recently. It's not exactly the same thing, but when we're talking about just dysfunction, disagreement, you know, people not being on the same page. I mean, how much money did we just not collect in the city of St. Louis over taxes when it comes to legalization? Oh, that was a story, yeah, late in the year. about Half a million how the, dollars? Yeah, yeah, that's true. It, the, that's a lot of money. The city didn't file the paperwork to be able to collect the, uh, the additional city sales tax on marijuana sales, yeah. And so that's they why... They didn't forget to collect on our paychecks, though, did they? Well, and then, <laughs> then we get to the earnings tax... There's actually been a, a bill filed, uh, pre-filed in Jefferson City, or talk about it, according to the Post-Dispatch, Phil Cristofanelli in St. Charles County, that would exempt people in just St. Charles and Jefferson counties from paying earnings tax if they work in the city. Oh. Now, if you live in Lincoln County or St. Louis County and you drive into St. Louis City, you would still pay that earnings tax. <laughs> how does that I'm, I'm being serious. How does that work? Like, it... Well, what they do is they they write the language so that it's people residing in a county with over two hundred thousand population, ah, but gotcha. less than six hundred thousand population, so it's or very whatever, whatever it might be. Defined. Yeah, like a lot of bills uh, or laws, statewide laws that apply only to St. Louis County, were written to uh, say this applies only to counties with a population of over a million people. Oh, okay. So basically, two of them. So or one, just one. Yeah, not not Kansas even City, Kansas City. Kansas City split up between multiple counties. Oh, that's right. Jackson County, Clay yep. County. Yeah. Yep. So, but that's why the Cardinals and others are looking at petitions to get sports betting done yes. because they're like, if we just leave it up to legislators, what's going to happen? Well, as it is now, my understanding is it's just one guy. One guy is holding it up. The debate, yeah, yeah. because he's uh, he's tied to the uh, the machines that yes. look like gaming, feel like gaming, sound like gaming, but, but the company says not, they're not gaming. Right, right, right. Uh, veteran gas stations across the state, a lot of debate over whether the highway patrol should say those are illegal, should there be charges filed, should the attorney general be involved. He got a campaign contribution, though, from the industry, so he oh. is not involved. Yeah. We just, just keep going off on all these branches. I know. This is, the, this is the fascinating. I mean, like, you know, when we say local, it doesn't just mean downtown St. Louis. Uh, but obviously, and we've had uh, we've had Steve Elman on a number of times from St. Charles County, and he comes in for our for uh, you know DGS and he, for our what do we call those the uh, that's a round, no, think our tank. Round, I think tank that's it. I was going to say the round table. That's not the right show. The think tank, and even and he'll say it. I think everybody gets it that even if you don't live or work in St. Louis, the health of St. Louis impacts every county in this area, impacts every single, and both sides of the river, impacts everybody in the region. Well, Steve has told me that 
I mean, when you travel out of town, you probably say you're from St. Louis. Of you course. don't say you're from one of the 90 municipalities. Because people that don't live here don't know where Lincoln County is. They don't know St. Charles County. They don't know St. Peter's or whatever. So if you're the CEO of a company that's based in Cambridge, Massachusetts, for mm-hmm. instance, uh, and you're like, all right, we've got uh, Nashville, Metro, St. Louis, Metro, uh, Seattle, Metro. Right. Which one do we choose? You know what? I've heard a lot about St. Louis. And yeah. even though the site might actually be in St. Charles County, it might be Lake St. Louis. Right. Which is the way region far gets out there. crossed off before you even get to that point. Yeah. And the same thing happens everybody everywhere else, right? When you if someone lives in Franklin, Tennessee, they don't tell you they live in Franklin, Tennessee. They say you live in Nashville because it's suburban Nashville. And then people think oh, I keep seeing those pictures of the cranes yeah. in Nashville. Nashville's Stuff's going on been, there. Yeah, it's been really busy. Although you know, it's funny. I mean, we we've talked a lot. On this station, I know Ron and Amy and I did on the show when we were all together. We've done it on DGS as well, you know, about developing some kind of identity that can be marketable to people outside of St. Louis. Because a lot of what leads to those success stories of Indianapolis or or Nashville, Kansas City, whatever, is some kind of draw from the outside that brings people from the out from outside the region to that region. Um, that's what Nashville has. Nashville has the hook. It's the music industry. And everything can kind of build around that. The restaurants, the other entertainment venues, the hotels, it can kind of start with that. You know, Orlando, Disney. You know, outside of Disney, there wouldn't have been anything to draw people to Orlando, Florida. It's in the middle of the swamp. There's nothing else there. But because you had the draw that built up over decades, that's what it was. What could that be here? I mean, we have an identity. Largely, for tourists, it's Cardinals. Yes, uh, we have concerts, but every major city has concerts. Mm-hmm. What could be a difference, a, a differentiator that could make you, could put you in that space? And me being a sports guy, I think of that a lot because that's what Indianapolis did. Theirs was largely about sports. New stadium, the NCAA is based there. They get a lot of events that way. But that I means know- if you have a game, downtown is packed. If you've got an event, downtown is packed. Do you have the companies that are based there for the nine to fivers? Do you have people who That's live it. there, put their heads on a, a pillow right. at night? That's what keeps it busy because you can't have a restaurant that says we get our, <laughs> all our sales three times a month. Right, right. Or twice a week. Right. You need to not only just have one, uh, you know, just lunch, lunch, dinner. You need, I mean, you need to have that breadth. You need to have constant presence, yeah. right? And it's part of like a baseball season is six months mm-hmm. and it's almost every day, which is a lot different yes. than even a hockey season, which is, you know, maybe two games in town over two weeks. Cause you'll play a couple at home and then you go on the road and you'll, there'll be times you don't have anybody downtown for 10 days, which is why I don't get Atlanta. You put your baseball stadium surrounded by highways in the suburbs <laughs> and your football stadium that gets used once a week for a quarter of the year, if that, in the middle of downtown, in the middle yeah. of a street grid, blowing out you know people's ability to, to walk from here to there. Shouldn't it be the opposite? The football stadium should be surrounded yeah. by tailgating parking lots. And we see with Bush Stadium, people come out of the baseball games. They hit the train. They hit the bars. Yeah. And also, sports can set the, the tone. I mean, for instance... Our former colleague, Sean Michael Lyle, lived downtown St. Louis because he wanted to be able to walk to the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because St. Louis is known as a food town, and there are so many restaurants that are are walkable uh, in downtown St. Louis as well. I mean, on DGS, we walk to lunch all the time. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of places within that walking distance, five, six minutes, seven minutes, something like that. And the restaurants start here, they become successful, and then they say, okay, second outpost Chesterfield, third outpost Edwardsville. Seeing that all over the place. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Anything else? I mean, I know we kind of got off on a tangent there. Is there anything else of note? Uh, Do you or is there anything looking ahead 
you think we should be tracking going into 2024? It'll be interesting to see um, how the you know the UAW strike was huge, the United oh, yeah. Steelworkers yeah. layoffs, what happens with uh, jobs and labor, and especially kind of this advanced manufacturing, the economy's changing, we're seeing more automation come into play. Um, and so what's what happens with jobs and with labor? And also, it should be an interesting race between Wesley Bell and Corey Bush next year. It's going to be on the, I mean, just in general, 2024 is going to be a fascinating political slash election year. Obviously, you get the presidential one, but I mean, locally here, there's a lot going to be going on. And that one is probably the most intriguing. Yeah. Well, the governor's race should be interesting, too, especially that Republican primary. Yeah. Well, it's good. that's probably more interesting than the general. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, at least it seems we'll see that what way. what the Democrats the, the are able to put up in yeah. terms of a general election, you know, resources for that. All right. Michael, thanks so much, bud. Always appreciate your time. Thanks, We'll Kevin. talk to you uh, again when I pass you in the newsroom here in a few minutes <laughs> and at five o'clock and at five o'clock see you bud that's michael calhoun obviously uh, we got a whole lot more here on dgs chet plebe will join us at the top of the hour A few minutes left in this hour on DGS. Dave, Rage, Andrew, and I, we'll all be together again on Tuesday. Today, just me hanging out for now. Chet Cleveland's going to join me uh, after the top of the hour news here. We'll talk about basically all things related to the presidential election and the courts. Uh, we had a couple of rulings here in the last couple of days. We know a lot of this is carrying over, almost all of it, not almost, all of it will be carrying over into 2024. So we'll kind of get the lowdown on what it all means at this moment with Chet Plieben. Um Later on, Andrew and Rach are going to join me for the 3 o'clock hour, and we'll kick some things around end-of-year style. Uh, I, you know, I, I, you guys know that I'm a big fan of studying technophobia, which is just what it sounds like, the fear of technological advance, right? We're always doomsdaying things. We doomsdayed the Internet. We doomsdayed... Um, in, in, you know, like automation in factories, uh, newspapers, comic books, novels, everything that is new has fears built in. And by the way, some of them justified. We talked a bit about that yesterday with Hancock and Kelly that, you know, look, there are legitimate justifiable fears when it comes to AI, which is going to be the next big technophobia. Everybody's going to be afraid of it. And we should be respectful of it. And we should be afraid of how it can be misused, but that doesn't mean it's inherently a bad thing. And I just, I'm never disappointed when I look back into history about various things that cause scares that are similar to the scares we experience now. Did you guys know that 500 years ago, the printing press was banned because it was a threat to scribes? So the people that actually hand-wrote texts, calligraphers and the like. That was the big scare 500 years ago. The king of France banned the use of the printing press in Paris because of the pressure from the scribes. <laughs> because people like, this is going to put us all out of work. And you know, all innovation puts someone out of work. Right? I mean, that, that's the nature of, of the innovation. But it also creates, on the other end, 
jobs for people that need to then maintain this new innovation. Maintain it, improve it, you know, rein it in, whatever, whatever it happens to be. I'm just I'm I'm never disappointed when I look back into history and I see people essentially the same things being said and written 500 years ago about the printing press that are said and written about things now like TikTok or AI. We are it's just how we are. It's just like we always have the battle of generations, right? It, it's existed from the dawn of time. You go back to the days of the Greek philosophers and they were writing missives about how terrible the kids of their day were. Kids these days don't respect their elders. All they care about is having fun. They don't, they're not serious. Well, somehow, some way, it all gets figured out, right? Because that was 2,000 plus years ago. How are we still here if the end was nigh 2,000 years ago? <laughs> I'm just still trying to figure all that out. And, I, and again, the amazing part to me is that we keep falling for it. We are simultaneously the most intelligent species on the planet based on the level of control we've been able to exert on the planet over, the, over time. Our presence on the planet is unbelievable. And yet we're also susceptible to falling for those same old tropes. Oh, kids these days are nothing like we were. Yeah, they were saying that 3,000 years ago, too. Somehow, someway, we're still here. Because you know what happens with kids? Well, eventually they become adults. <laughs> and then they say the same stupid things about their kids. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 